0: It's a two guest lineup for today's episode of Locked On Wild. As we're joined by Iowa Wild forward Will Bitten, as well as Gabe Foley of Recruit Scouting. Tons of prospect talk on today's episode of Locked On Wild. You're Locked On Wild, your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen every day. And just as a reminder, Locked On Wild is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we are joined by Iowa Wild forward Will Bitten to talk about how the season has gone so far for Iowa, as well as some of his interests off the ice as well. We're also joined today by Gabe Foley of Recruit Scouting to talk about some of Gabe's risers in the 2022 NHL draft, as well as some of the prospects that he has uncovered recently that have a chance to go high in the draft. Plenty to get to here on today's episode. My name is Seth Topal, host of Locked On Wild, veteran of over 10 years of Minnesota sports coverage, including the last couple of seasons, covering your favorite hockey team here in the state of hockey, the Minnesota Wild. Happy Friday. Happy to have you along for a Friday edition of Locked On Wild. And we're going to dive right in. Got a great interview with Will Bitten on deck for you and then we'll finish today with gabe foley of recruit scouting and we're excited to be joined on today's episode of locked on Wild by iowa wild forward will bitten who's going to talk uh, about uh, how the team is doing so far and uh, we'll just ask some of uh some questions about how his season is going as well Will, first off thanks so much for joining me today
1: no, thanks for having me. Really appreciate it.
0: Well, before we get to the how the season has been going for Iowa so far, I have to start off with the burning question that uh, that I had before uh, getting this interview set up. Um, your parents, both, it sounds like, are uh, pretty good badminton players. Did they pass it on to you? How uh, how competitive are you on the uh, the badminton court?
1: <laughs> um, let's say I'm really competitive. Um, yeah, so both my parents. Uh, both went to the Olympics in 1992 and 1996 my mom actually went twice and my dad once so it's it's pretty cool my mom finished top 10 in the world and I think my dad was like top 15 but um badminton's uh really big my family and it's a sport uh my brother and I and obviously my parents play a lot in the summer so it I feel like it got it helped a lot with my hockey, and it's uh, something I like to continue playing. And it works on my fitness, so it's great.
0: For sure. Have you uh, Have you passed any of that on to your teammates um, over the last, you know, couple of years? No, I've tried. I've
1: tried. To- <laughs> There's was- Edmonton and Iowa. It's not really big here, but no, I've I've already told the the boys if uh, they've ever wanted to play, I'd beat them with my wrong hand. So
0: <laughs> had
1: to let them know. Oh, of course.
0: Um. How, how's the season going so far? I know you guys have uh, a handful of games under your belt. Uh, how have things been going at Iowa?
1: It's been going really well. I, I feel like I, I'm pretty sure we're second right now, and we've got two big games coming up this weekend. We're, we're looking to, to be in first place after the weekend, but other than that, our team's playing really well. I know we've got a couple of familiar faces for the last couple of years. I know with Coach Army has been doing a really good job with us. But um, other than that, I think we've been playing some really good hockey, especially with guys getting called up or sent down. So we got a lot of new faces, but every night guys are showing up, and I think that's how it shows how deep our our team is this year.
0: You mentioned uh, players getting called up and sent down. Obviously last year um, the taxi squad kind of left you guys – Uh, shorthanded for a good portion of the season. Uh, What's it like to just have kind of more of a sense of normal uh, through this season so far?
1: Yeah, obviously with the taxi squad, you usually lose your top forwards on every AHL team or a couple of guys here and there. But other than that, I think it's a really good learning experience. I got to get called up last year. I thought it was really cool. It was a great experience for me getting to be around the guys and practice with the big club but other than that I think this year it's like our coach says and our team says there's playoffs this year it's game on and I think everyone's looking forward to making a big push this year.
0: For those that maybe aren't aware just uh, just tell us a little bit about how you came to be part of the uh, Iowa Wild organization Um, what are some of your hockey roots and uh, what led you to uh, to come here to Iowa?
1: Yeah, so I'm born in Ottawa, Ontario, in Canada. Um, Played my whole minor hockey there. I played in the OHL in junior. I got drafted by the Montreal Canadiens in the third round. And I actually got traded to Minnesota my first year pro. So I ended up in Iowa. And ever since then, this is my fourth year in Iowa. So really enjoying it here. Um, We have a really good team, like I said. I think being one of the guys that has been here for quite a few years, I feel really comfortable and hopefully can uh, make an impact for our team this year.
0: For sure. Um when you're out on the ice, are you somebody that likes to kind of, you know, try to agitate a little bit? Uh, what is your are you are you loose out on the ice or what is your kind of style when you're uh, out there playing?
1: <sighs> I wouldn't I wouldn't say like a rat, but I <laughs> I like the kind of <laughs> piss people off if you know what I mean uh, just that that's always been my game I think I'm a really fast player I like to get in people's faces um, I like to hit I love being physical and I love being around the net so like you said it's kind of that style but you know uh, I try to use my strengths and uh, make an impact on my team
0: is there any player in the uh, the NHL um, that, that you've kind of modeled your game after um, a, as you've grown through the, uh, the various levels?
1: Yeah, I feel like over the years it kind of changes, right? But obviously growing up, I was a huge Claude Giroux fan. He's a right-handed shot. He's from Gatineau, so it's like 20 minutes from where I'm from in Ottawa. I'm really big fan of his. I actually skate with him, so it's pretty cool. Wow, nice. Uh, yeah, we've got a really good group in Ottawa, so it's it's really awesome. But other than that, I think for me, I know game drafted in Montreal, they kinda had me uh being kind of that next Gallagher type player where I like to model my game after like uh I'd say like uh or kind of uh points really good, but I love watching his game and then I got to play Mitch Marner a lot in London, kinda smaller guys skilled, but those are guys I kinda like watching and learning from obviously.
0: Hockey players, maybe superstitious, some are, some aren't. Uh what is your what's your pregame routine? What are you listening to? How do you get in the zone for a game?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um I think hockey players are kinda they kind of do a lot of the same thing. But for me, um usually pregame skate, make sure you get all all your drinks in there, your your vitamins and kind of get ready really focused but i like getting a a nap in not really long like 30 minutes to an hour i know some guys two three hours (laughs) how do you guys do that crazy but yeah usually a quick nap um i love getting a nice little coffee from starbucks before the game just kind of it's kind of my thing and then uh before games other than that nothing crazy um i know some guys have big things but no just make sure to be ready for the game and, you know, just be excited. And every night you never know who's watching. So.
0: Excellent. Uh, One final one for you before we uh, we talk about a cause that is very near and dear to your heart in Betsy's army, Um, the off season, where are you at? You on the lake, you a big hunter, fisher. What are you doing in the off season to kind of recharge the batteries?
1: Uh, That's a great question. Uh, So in the summers, I live in Ottawa, Ontario. Obviously I live with my brother and still my parents, um, obviously just, just training. I mean, I wanted to get to the NHL. I have a good support system at home. So other than that, I just, I play a lot of sports. I like being around my friends in the summer, um, being away from home since 16 years old is, is tough. You know, you, you sacrifice a lot of things. So it's nice to be around your, your friends from home and growing up, you know, you miss a couple things, but other than that, yeah, just living at home, training really hard, Hanging out with my friends and love playing sports, whatever it banton obviously, tennis, soccer—but other than that, just going out to a restaurant or something with my buddies and enjoying it till uh, hockey season starts back up. You golf at all? Love golfing. That's another. There we one. go. That's that's huge. Yeah, I have a membership with a couple of my buddies. So ac- after workout or practice, I usually uh, try to head out to the golfing uh, range or course whenever we can. For sure. I'm still
0: working on my first hole in one. Have you uh have you had an ace yet?
1: No, no. <laughs> I, I was actually really close this summer. I was pretty pissed off. But <laughs> ho- hopefully next summer, right?
0: Yeah, there's there's always next summer. There's always next round. There's plenty of time. Um Will, I appreciate the time so much here today, but I want to make sure that we take a little time to talk about Bitsy's army. Uh, just tell us more. Um, how how did it come to be? And more importantly, uh, how can people get involved um, that that goes to such a great cause and want to make sure to get the word out?
1: For sure. I mean, uh, my brother and I started our charity called Bitsy's Army, and we're really excited about it. It's for my cousin, Martin Pichet. He actually passed away about a, a year ago. He passed away January 8th. So it's coming up. Um, Really close cousin of mine, always texting me after games. He lived in Montreal, so big fan of me and my brothers. And we've got a Hockey Fight Cancer Night coming up, I believe it is November 19th. And we're gonna do a big Bitsy's Army launch kind of thing with uh, shirts. So you can buy shirts at our game or online on the Iowa Wild website. Huge thanks for them to help me out um so you can actually go to bitsy's Army on Instagram or Twitter there should be a link there if you guys want to donate or help out but uh, it's it's been a it's been a big ride me and my brother have been doing this for two years uh the support has been extremely high like we can't thank anyone really for all your support but other than that we've done a couple uh, a couple cool auctions with jerseys sticks whatever it is and it, it's been a really good hit and then, just seeing people and meeting people that have donated and getting to meet them and see how nice people are and appreciate everything they've done. And it's, it's been pretty cool and we're really looking forward for November 19th. should be a lot of fun.
0: Outstanding. And for uh locked on wild listeners, we'll make sure to get those uh, social media accounts uh, for you so that if you want to check it out, you definitely can. Will a blast. Thanks for the time. Uh, appreciate it. And uh, best of luck to you the rest of the season. We'll uh, definitely have to do this again uh, as the season unfolds.
1: For sure, anytime. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you.
0: It's officially the holiday season, which means all of your favorite sweets are going to be in front of you every single meal. Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. You're going to have pies, cakes, cookies, all laid out, all baked wonderfully. But if you're looking for a way to cut some of those calories and still enjoy some delicious sweets... Let's go to Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar can be your new holiday dessert. You can feast on something delicious and still feel good about it. One of those slices of pie, whatever flavor it may be, can have upwards of 300 calories on the low end. Most Bilt Bars contain only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar packed with plenty of protein. Bilt Bars are low-calorie, low-carb, low-fat, high-protein, covered in 100% real chocolate. So, Built Bar is a great option when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, grab a Built Bar or two. So, head to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off of your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wilds. And again, thank you for making Locked on Wilds your first listen every day. We move. From Will Bitten, And again, thank you to Will for uh, for joining us here on today's episode. We move from Will Bitten to uh, old friend of the show, Gabe Foley of Recruit Scouting. We're going to talk about uh, the 2022 NHL draft, trying to get a little bit of a sense as to the movers, the risers, the uh, the non risers um, throughout uh, the course of the rankings. And so Gabe is here to uh, to tell us just that. Gabe, welcome back. How are things going?
2: They're going good. You know, I I have felt so good this week. We've been up. It's probably the last week of fall weather we're going to have here in the Midwest. So I'm trying to embrace it fully, feeling the love, happy to be back with, you know, you, my good friend and Wild Nation to break down a little bit of prospects, a little bit of drama. Should be a good time. An absolutely
0: elite time. Now, I like to just ask because you are a scouting profile maniac. How many profiles are you at now for, uh, for 2022 draft prospects?
2: We're at 125, which is a bit, that's a bit slow. I I've slowed down a bit since last time I was on Got to get those numbers up, but 125 just released my top 64 a week or so ago. We're turning right along with this draft class.
0: Unreal. Um, so, one of the things I wanted to, as, as you get more people added to the prospect pool, who are some of the, the new findings, some of your favorite players that you have recently uh, come across in your scouting process that have really impressed you the most?
2: Yeah, just to hit on a few, I'll start with a Consta. I believe is how you say it, Consta Kapanen. It is Kasperi's brother. Okay. Yeah, Kasperi Kapanen's little brother, Konsta, is playing in Finland's U20 league and has not gotten any mainstream attention. Hmm. It's very strange. Um, when I dive into a player and find a kid I like, I try to really scour the web to get a general consensus, see, you know, maybe he's done stuff that is crazy good or crazy bad that I didn't see. And it just helps round everything out. And I couldn't find anything on Kapanen, which is a bit surprising given given his namesake. Uh, But Konsta Kapanen, you can tell his older brother's an NHL player because he plays like a pro. He spent most of the season in the U-20 league, but he has played, uh, I believe, three or four games in Finland's top league, the SM Liga. And he's never looked out of place. He slots right in on a third line. He's a very um, high energy, very smart player. Um, He's not one that's going to overwhelm you with his skill. But he knows what he's doing and he knows how to do it. And he knows how to do it effectively. Um, Kapanen landed in my top 64. I believe I had him 62 in my final top 64, which is Not too bad. Um, Of note, though, this is something that happened with Consta and Kasperi's cousin, Oliver Kapanen, last year. Oliver Kapanen went through the first half of the year, through December, completely unnoticed by the world. And then January hit, and everyone exploded on the kid. It was crazy. People were putting him in their first round, in their second round, Oliver Kapanen, largely thanks to the hype around him, ended up going 64th overall in last year's draft to the Montreal Canadiens. So the Kapanen family has this weird hex about them where they're hidden for so long and then they burst onto the mainstream and they become these high-drafted players. And so I'm getting my bets in early. Konsta Kapanen is a pro's pro. He knows how to play the sport. And I think he's someone that a lot of scouts are going to warm up to uh, come the second half of the season. Um, looking outside of captain, I want to real quick touch on Davis Burnside. Davis Burnside is uh winger for the Des Moines Buccaneers. Is it Des Moines? Or De- Des Moines. Des Moines. I think they get mad if you say the S. Yeah. People and I will get mad for a lot of things. The Des Moines Buccaneers – um, Burnside's a winger for them. Uh, the Buccaneers, I believe, have the second or third fewest alumni to be drafted into the NHL among any active teams in the USHL, which is says a lot because this year it's looking like they might have two top 50 picks in Burnside and teammate uh, Jackson Dorrington on defense. Dorrington's a guy that's gotten a ton of love uh, all across America for years now, but Burnside's been a bit quiet and that kind of shocks me. He's a guy that's going to be in my top 50 in my next rankings. And it's because he is just, he's spastic is I think the best way to describe him. He's so high energy and it looks like he's flailing all the time, but it's in a, a weirdly controlled manner. Um, you know, he's so quick in the three zones, and he gets to the puck so fast. And if the other team has control, he's on them, pressuring them so much, able to knock the puck loose through these wild, flaily movements that are look so wrong but end up so right. He's efficient. He's calculated. He knows what he's doing, and he's incredibly smart. Um, Burnside could afford to slow down his game a little bit, but at the end of the day, watching prospects, if I see a guy who can handle the high tempo of a really uh, difficult league to play in and can make opponents look silly just by handling the puck, um, you know, I'm going to bet on that kid nine times out of 10. Burnside is a kid. Like I said, he's going to be in my top 50. I think he could push for that top 40 mark. Um, really get up there and the rankings come end of year. And he's also a kid that I will be breaking down in intimate detail uh, with recruit scouting. I'll be doing a player profile on him maybe next week, maybe the week after. I have a pretty loaded schedule. (laughs) But I'll get to a player profile on Burnside. 1,500 to 2,000 words on him, what he's good at, what he's bad at, and projecting him moving forward. Um, He's a He's a good hockey player. I'll I'll say that much and keep an eye on recruit scouting to find out my full thoughts on him, I guess.
0: Love that. Um, Tell you what, let's uh, let's shift to um, some players who have uh, in kind of circling back for you risen and some that have fallen. We will continue the 2022 NHL draft discussion with Gabe Foley of recruit scouting next here on Locked on Wild. BetOnline.ag is back and they are better than ever. They offer a new web interface for the start of basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline.ag remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So head to their new updated desktop or mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive that welcome bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild, and again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen every day. We continue the conversation with Gabe Foley of Recruit Scouting. Gabe, as you have circled back to prospects that you have previously done profiles on, I'm sure there have been some players that have risen in your rankings and some that have fallen off slightly. So we're going to do a little three up, three down. Just give me some names of players to start that have risen, picked their play up to where they could hop up the rankings a little bit. And then three players who are going in the opposite direction.
2: I'll start off right at the top. Joachim Kamel. I think is how you say it. I'm awful with names. Lock on wild nation knows that by now. Um, Joachim Kamel has 18 points and 12 goals in 16 games in Finland's top league, a top five men's league in the entire world. This 17 year old, um, Is second in scoring. And the only reason he's second in scoring is because he got hurt. And the guy that leapfrogged him has played, I think, 21 or 22 games. Um, Kamel is incredibly divisive among the scouting world. A lot of scouts don't want to buy into his incredible historic scoring rate, but a lot of them say, buy into it. He's doing it. It's been 16 games, he's still scoring. And, you know, there's no slowing down for him. I'm kind of in the middle. Joaquin Kamel is shooting 30% uh, right now, which is an unprecedented shooting percentage. Wow. But he has 12 goals in 16 games. So what do you make of that? You know, that's so difficult. He started out at nine in my rankings. I had him at two for a little bit. And then I got scared and I put him at five. So he's at five right now, but we are looking at a kid that could go top two, really. And he's a kid that started in some people's 15 range. Um, so King Kamel, the biggest riser. Uh, another riser, just looking through my notes here, is Seamus Casey. Seamus Casey is a kid that I've been high on for three years now. And I feel vindicated that he's finally getting mainstream hype. Seamus Casey is absolutely dominating at the five nations turn tournament right now. He scored two goals today. um, And one of them was just such a a aware play where he jumped into the offensive zone uh, during a change, busted his butt to get there, get into an open lane and used Kind of an incredible shot for a defenseman, maybe one of the best wrist shots in the draft among defensemen. Use that to just snipe the puck home. Two game performance yes, today, I believe he scored one goal yesterday. He's pairing up five nations and he's going to be a top 15 pick. Um, I know many scouts who hated him earlier in the year said he wasn't going to be anything. They've already turned around and said, okay, Gabe, you were right. <laughs> <laughs> um Seamus Casey currently sits at 12 for me. He's 12 on my last rankings, but he could go top 10. The comparison that I heard from one of the scouts that really didn't like him was that Seamus Casey looks an awful lot like Quinn Hughes in every aspect of his game. And while I don't think that's a spot on comparison, I think it's awfully close. You look at how he handles the puck, how he moves through the neutral zone, and how he uh, joins the rush in the offensive end and really exploits lanes to create chances and use his shot, it's all very modern. It's exactly what we see from defensemen, young defensemen nowadays. Um, like I said, Seamus Casey was a consensus top 20 moving into the year. He's now likely going to be consensus top 15. I had him at 12. He could move into my top 10. Um, if you're looking for an early run on a defenseman few in this draft are better than Seamus casey he is going to be something special at the nhl level and of course he's a university of michigan commit um they all are every good american (laughs) has to go to michigan so i don't know why it's so frustrating but um oh let's see i have to i have so many risers it's hard to pick out just one um Let's go with Mats Lindgren. It's Mats, M-A-T-S, which is a bit strange. Um, He is the son of, uh, I believe, the son of that Mats Lindgren. Um, Yeah, he is the son of that Mats Lindgren. Sorry, my notes are all messy. It's 125 (laughs) players in, they start getting a little bit confusing. But Mats Lindgren, the son of that Mats Lindgren, um, he's a defenseman up in the WHL who just does things. He just does things that are like, oh, oh, that's okay. That was pretty good. Um, it's, you know, he's not overwhelming in any way. His scoring isn't incredible, but he has this consistency uh, about his game. He has this ability to, you know, make these really fluid Smart plays that 99.9% of players wouldn't think of. And he combines that with strong stick handling, strong skating, um, and great offensive ability. I mean, he has eight points in 13 games, which is nothing to shake a stick at. It all combines to make a really well-rounded player that's going to develop nicely at the NHL level. At the end of the day, you can teach the grand scheme. You can teach the general things about playing defense, uh, defending the rush, moving forward with the team. All that can be taught. But to see a guy with so many unique intricacies to his game and the confidence to use them is so, so awesome to see. Lindgren is a second round in a lot of people's books. I had him as as high as 26 at one point. Um, he's a left defenseman out of the WHL who's going to be a great NHLer, just like his father was. I mean, there's no two ways around it. So Lindgren, another divisive player, but one that I'm really uh, resting my hat on. This kid's going to be great NHL talent and could very easily slip out of the first round in the draft and end up as a steal for a team. And if I know any team that likes to get steals in the draft, it is the Minnesota (laughs) Wilds. So, my three risers, Casey, Lindgren, and um, Joachim Kamel. I'll go through these a little bit quicker. My three fallers, we'll start off with Brad Lambert. Brad Lambert's falling on a lot of people's board, and he's actually started falling. He he started falling for me about a year ago. Um, I saw he wasn't really developing in the way that I had expected him to. And he went from being a bona fide top line guy to kind of more of like, I could see him on a second line, rolling the second line well, but it's just not too flashy. Um, And, you know, among those top end guys, you know, flash is everything. So Lambert's fallen a bit. He's struggled to find his footing this year. Still undoubtedly a top 10 pick without a doubt. Um, and I think once World Juniors comes around and he gets to show us all what he can do on an international stage, I think we'll lighten up on him a bit more. For now, he's at six for me after starting in my top three. Um, the other one, real quick, is Justin Cote, uh, forward out of the QMJHL, as you can tell by the incredibly French name. <laughs> Cote. Cote. Uh, Justin Cote is the best skater in this draft. There's no two ways around it. He's absolutely, I have been around hockey for 21 years, never seen a player skate like him. It's incredible. I. It's amazing. It, his ability to move around the ice with the speed that he does is terrific. And there's so much to learn from watching him skate. But he's so dumb. He's so dumb. He He doesn't know where to put himself. He doesn't know how to, really sparked the breakout, make things happen on his own. He beats players with his speed so, so often. But if he's not able to use his speed to his advantage, there's kind of not much he can do. And so Kote actually fell in my initial rankings. I put him in the first. They were preseason rankings, and I thought, he'll improve this season. He'll get smarter. He fell to my second round in my last update because he did not get smarter. And so there's a ton of raw skill there. He's an incredibly smart kid uh, or incredibly uh, talented kid. Not smart. He is not smart. (laughs) Um, But incredibly talented kid. Um, But one that's very prone to the pattern we see in CHL players where their raw skill kind of carries them through juniors. And then they're left wondering, well, what do I do now? You know, I can't just dominate my opponents. I can't just outskate all of them. I really have to think through what I'm doing. And Kote could fall victim to that, and he could struggle at the pro level. He's still a second-round pick in my book, but one to be a bit hesitant about. Um, You know, if you're looking for raw skill and think you can really shape a prospect, he's a guy to take a flyer on. But, yeah, I don't know. And then the third one, I talked to you about this uh, before the recording. So he's still number one overall, undoubtedly. But there's a growing concern among many OHL coaches, teams, scouts, just personnel up in Canada that Shane Wright might not go first overall come drafted The kid who has had his name etched into the first overall spot for nearly half a decade has started really struggling. Um, Shane Wright, let me pull up his scoring real quick. Oh, my goodness. My notes are so bad. (laughs) I really need to fix these. Shane Wright as the undisputed star of the OHL, the legend, the next Crosby. Shane Wright only has 16 points in 12 games. That's not, you know, that's fine. But it's... Uh, nearly 10 points off the lead in the league, and you'd think he'd be dominating. Wow. I've talked to a lot of people, and the consensus is that Wright just kind of looks like he fell victim to COVID. Not that he fell victim to the virus or anything, but he fell victim to putting on a few pounds of bad weight during quarantine, that he fell victim to you know, kind of losing his stride a bit, getting a little bit lazy. And we're seeing that in his game. He's struggling on the breakout. He's struggling to really move the puck up the ice with tempo and he's kind of relying on his teammates and his line mates for help in a lot of situations. Um, Like I said, I, I think a lot of it is, you know, he just didn't play season for a year and, you know, that really stunts development in some cases. He's not the only one we're seeing it in. So I think as the year goes along he could really gain back the ground he's lost. The skill he has, and the quite frankly, the um, the reputation that he carries, is enough. He's still going to go first overall. I think that's un- undoubtable. Um, is that a word? I think so. Um, yeah, I, do, I I it'll work. It works. It does big the purpose. English guys, here. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Shane Wright's still number one. Still a guy that when in doubt you know you're putting your confidence in him but he's scaring people he's scaring public scouts he's scaring private scouts he's scaring you know I, there's worry there wow and so yeah i i don't want to say he's a faller he's still number one for me still love him shane if you're listening i'm sure you do um of course we, we still love you at locked on wild but i don't know they how often do we hear a bonafide fide first overall like that start drawing concerns halfway through the season? It's it's very interesting. I'm I don't know what to make of him yet. So the three risers, uh Kamel, um oh man, who did I say? Oh, see, this is unorganized. <laughs> I'm losing my mindset. Uh Kamel Lindgren and um Oh, I don't know who the third one was. Camell uh, Lindgren in the third one. Three fallers: Lambert, uh, Cote, and kind of Shane Wright. Wow, there's reason to be concerned with Shane Wright. So <laughs> it'll be an interesting year for sure because no one else is playing like a first overall talent. So if Wright falls out, <laughs> who put who replaces him?
0: We could we could have a grab bag on our hands. So yeah, just we'll like run. last year. Just have to wait and see. Gabe, thank you for the time. Um, as always, really enjoy it. Uh, Locked on Wild listeners, make sure to give him a follow at NHL Foley and look for his work at Recruit Scouting as well as we get closer and closer to the 2021 NHL Draft. That is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Wild. Again, thank you to Will Bitten and Gabe Foley for joining the show today. Make sure to check out Gabe's work at Recruit Scouting for more profiles on the 2022 NHL Draft. Uh, We will see how things go against the Seattle Kraken this weekend. We'll recap it with Alex Micheletti with a Micheletti Monday coming up for you. Uh, So have a great weekend. Make sure to follow Lockdown Wild wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, You can find us on all of our social media channels as well. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Follow us on YouTube. We will keep you up to date with everything Minnesota Wild and everything going on in the state of hockey. So make sure to give us a follow at all of those places. You can find new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.